what you do, and then we'll just dive into the questions. Okay, so my name is Deanna Fletcher, and I am an author and a speaker. I always have a hard time, like, writing. Writing is my ultimate passion. Um, I love to write books. I teach um, intensives online to help other people start writing. I fall in love with the discipline of writing. Um, I travel around the country speaking to different audiences, colleges, churches. Um, and I am the founder of a company called More Love Letters. So it is a global love letter writing company that uses the power behind social media to write and mail letters to strangers in need all over the world. So it's a lot of things, Yeah, uh, I've been working for myself for the last eight years, so I've somehow managed to just maintain a balance, and um, yeah, it's been yeah. really fun. That's crazy. More Love Letters has been eight years. Yeah. It, isn't that crazy? Yeah. It's like, and there's still so many days, some days where it feels like it's been around forever, and other days where you're like, oh, it's so fresh and new, you yeah. know? So, yeah. um, but I would say that that was like the catalyst mm -hmm. for like a lot of the other things that I'm doing was building that organization and mm -hmm. getting to do good through that mission. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So do you feel like it's still going strong right now? Like it's best, yeah, better than it's ever? It's been one thing? of those things where I don't think I could have ever imagined like it would, it would catch on like wildfire and it would just continue to grow and grow. Like mm -hmm. even like sometimes I think like, in spite of me because yeah. as a leader you go through seasons where like you're in it or like seasons where you're like I don't really feel like I have the passion or the heart that I used to have and it kind of like ebbs and flows but um I've been amazed just to see that like more love letters continually grows um new people are finding it every single day mm -hmm. that fall in love with it and you have to remember that it's like whereas like I feel like I've been doing it for so long mm -hmm. like other people that come across it tomorrow or the next day, like this is their first experience with it. Yeah. Um, and that's, I think that's the beautiful thing about the internet is that like yeah. you can come across something that maybe has been around for a while, but like to you it's fresh and it's new. Yeah. Yeah. Social media, internet, honestly, it blows me away every day of just how it connects people and how, I mean, that's how I know of you. That's how like your business has, like that's how you have, grown and all that you've done right and there's so many yeah. people that their job is social media and that is that's crazy to me but I could go off on another tangent on that but let's talk about what we're here for unapologetically blank I'm so excited to hear what your blank is but the first question before we get to the blank is what does living unapologetically look like to you so, and this is, I felt like this topic really challenged me a little bit, oh. just because I feel like, and maybe it's something that I just notice on a daily basis, is like, I'm very apt to say sorry when sorry isn't necessary. Mm -hmm. um, and even just like, I was in Target the other day, and I was like pushing a car, and like, you know, like that awkward moment where like two people, two people are in the aisle, and they don't yeah. fit, and the other <laughs> woman kind of like scooted out, and was like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And I was like... It just was that moment of like, man, like I do that too, where it's like, I don't need to be sorry about yeah. this, you yeah. know? So when I think about that phrase, like unapologetically, like, and being unapologetic, it's exactly that. It's like choosing not to say sorry, even if maybe there's something innate inside of you that wants to say sorry. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, 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 no. I'm going to be exactly who I need to be in this moment and I'm not going to try to take that back or regret that or try to play small because of that mm -hmm. um 
And so it's challenging for me because I think that it's something that maybe like it's not my no- most natural self, but I'm trying every day to grow into that and get bolder in that. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that too. Of it's That's what I love about, I mean, this podcasting life has just been not life. It's not really my whole life, but the last few years <laughs> has been so great of it brings me back to, it's really humbling. It's really, there's so many things that I'm learning through just processing with other people, processing on my own. And so with this topic, it definitely was like, okay, I'm asking these people these questions. How am, how am I doing that? And so it gets me thinking as well. Yeah, Because totally. we say we want to be ourselves all the time, but I think one of the biggest things that I started going to counseling, I think in like January, and one of the things that she said to me was, you just need to accept the you. And I feel like yeah. they've... We've always heard, be you, be you. Like, it's a doing kind of thing. Like, just keep doing what you're doing. It's fine. But we forget about everything underneath of, like, are we actually accepting of who we are and accepting of, like, okay, this thing I actually can't change. This thing I'm going to have to really work on growing, and it's going to take 80 years. And that's kind of where the unapologetically, I feel like, comes in of, like, I have to see myself and be okay with who I am and not say sorry for it. You know? Yeah, totally. And it's tough, but I think, like, you have to ask yourself, like, well, what am I saying sorry for? Like, exactly. Like, what, what happened that I choose to be sorry for so much? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I haven't thought about it that way of the saying sorry kind of thing. So, just like I was, like I was saying before, I just love the different points of view that comes with yeah. podcasting and interviewing and stuff. So, cool. Okay, so then that leads into, what are you unapologetically blank? What's yours? So my gut response when I first read the question was unapologetically myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that's multifaceted in the sense of maybe like I grew up um, often thinking that like the things that maybe I thought were weaknesses, like now I would consider to be my edge. Mm -hmm. Um, But I know that I'm not wired like everybody else I know that like growing up I didn't think about the same things that everybody else thought about I was always thinking about creating and helping people Mm -hmm. and growing movements like that's always just been me and myself and um I think that that has been the biggest help for me when it does come to business when it does come to like wow I've been doing this for eight years self-employed Mm-hmm. is that like I wouldn't be in this space if I didn't choose to be myself like yeah. if I chose to try to be like you or someone else out there that's like running a pretty good race mm-hmm. like it just wouldn't work like I, it would just be me imitating somebody else and so I like to think I'm unapolog- unapologetically myself and there are definitely moments where like you're tempted to be anything but yourself mm-hmm. or you're tempted to try that way because it seems to be working for somebody else but it's like a constant reminder of like hey this is your race run your race don't be looking to the left and right of you because you're going to trip up and you're going to fall like just focus on the steady path in front of you and in order to do that I have to be myself Mm -hmm. because I just think that like we're in this crazy time where we are so like infiltrated with noise. There's noise everywhere. Um, Anywhere that you look without even realizing it, you're on Instagram and you're scrolling. And I I come across so many people, especially in teaching, teaching my writing intensives that are like, I don't, 
I don't have the words or I don't know what my voice is, you know? And it's like, because we're not able to shut off the noise. Yeah. We don't even know who we are because Mm -hmm. we're so busy trying to be like everybody else. And so like, I am such a um, advocate for like, like taking time for yourself and like being in your own creative space and not letting the noise in because that's how I connect with myself. That's how I recover pieces from maybe that I left behind years ago Mm -hmm. that I want to pull back. Um, But if you never spend time with yourself, you're not going to know who you are. Yeah, absolutely. So I think you kind of touched on it a little bit, but what, how do you feel like you personally have gotten to this spot of being unapologetically yourself? Like, what do you feel like maybe are some things that you did to get there? Well, I think that, I mean, like, I think the journey of figuring out who I am and what I bring to the table started, I want to say it started like my last year of college. So I've been on the road for a little while and I've had like so many people that are like, oh, I wish I could have figured out what you know now earlier on in life. Um, But Mm -hmm. I just remember like in college, I was involved in almost everything that I could have possibly been involved in, Mm -hmm. like all these different clubs and activities and it was in my senior year that I kind of figured out, okay, like this is the stuff that I love. And like, not all of this stuff is like front and center and the most popular club on campus. And yeah. like the thing that I'm going to get the most notoriety for, um, like, like the newspaper staff was a very much like a silo, like basement role mm-hmm. where like no one even knew that you were like working harder than anybody else on campus. Yeah. Like with like so little like applause for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I found that, like, that head down, do your work mentality, like, it just fueled something inside of me. Like, it made me come alive. And I, I experienced that same feeling with starting my blog. It was like, yeah. nothing could make me feel this alive. And so I, I think I chased after that feeling more than anything of just, like, feeling like you're totally yourself and, like, and you're not sorry for it yeah. is, like, the greatest feeling in the world. Yeah. Um But I think, too, it is, like, that willingness to say, okay, like, nothing gives me more purpose than, like, sitting down and doing the hard work. Mm -hmm. It's not cutting corners. It's not thinking it's going to happen instantly or overnight. It's, like, showing up to do the work. And um, I'm lucky that that mentality came very early to me, Mm -hmm. that I was like, okay, well, whatever that feeling is, like, I'm going to consistently show up for that feeling because, in the 10 years over time, like that's never changed. Mm-hmm. Like that feeling stays right there. And, and I know that it means like I'm being true to myself and being true to the work that like I was made to do. Yeah. Yeah. And where do you feel like, cause I know you love the Lord. So where do you feel like the Lord's come in and teaching you how to be unapologetically yourself? Well, I think that it's like realizing that like, the way that you were made is not an accident and the way that you're wired is not an accident. And like, I think that we have like this debate too often in society about like, I mean, like I get questions about it all the time on my Instagram about women that are like, well, I'm afraid to like be successful or make money because like, how does that honor the Lord? Or like, Hmm. um, I want to, I want to be this type of person and do this profession. But like, I like, I don't know, should I do ministry instead? Cause I want to honor the Lord. And I think that like, I think we like silo God into this box and we don't realize that like the sacred and the secular are all mixed in together. And Mm -hmm. that like, whatever you're doing, give glory to God. And like, 
that took me a long time to like get to that place but like I was just sitting with my psychiatrist like a few months ago and I was telling her I was like well like the thing that like gives me so much joy like apart from like we're friends family this and that is like I just like love true crime podcasts like I love to think I'm going to solve this mystery yes. like I really I'm all in like I am an investigator I but, like, nothing gives me more joy than this. And I was like, is that, like, sick and twisted? And she was like, well, she's like, why do you think that, like, God can't be in that? Like, why do yeah. you think that that's, like, accidental? That, like, you have that thing inside of you and it's been inside of you since you were, like, eight or nine years old. Yeah. Like, and so I think it's, like, learning to just accept and claim these parts of ourselves that, like, that doesn't mean because something looks weird or a little off kilter that you should um silo it away or like quit doing it like embrace that thing because that might be your edge you know like I'm a very very honest person I've always been an honest person you meet me and five minutes later I want to get into the heart stuff yeah and I just like I can't shut that off Mm -hmm. but like there's been so many times where I'm like oh maybe I shouldn't be like that maybe I should stick to the surface a little bit more like Mm -hmm. don't be so like let's go in there you know Mm -hmm. but like I think, like, that's actually something that maybe I perceive to be a weakness is actually an edge. Mm-hmm. And so maybe if we were more ourselves and figuring out what we bring to the table, like, there would be more diversity. And I think more people would not burn out so quickly. Absolutely. Because, you know, like, when you're in sync with who you are and who God made you to be, like, it's like you're connected to a power source. Mm-hmm. And, like, you're not tired. You're not exhausted. You're not, like, running off your own fuel. Mm-hmm. And... I just try to stay in that place as much as I can. Mm-hmm. No, I'm the same way with how, are you, are you an introvert? I am. Okay. Yes. Okay. So I'm an introvert as well. And I feel like a lot of introverts talk about how like surface level conversations are tough for them. Um, but I wouldn't say it's because I'm an introvert that I want same to you, same as you of like dive into the heart stuff right away. Like I just don't, I'm not a BS kind of person and, um, and that has been really hard for me because similar to you of like, it's, do I, do I need to change this about myself? Is it too much at some times? And I think that there's what I, what was one of the things that was, I wanted to be careful with, with this unapologetically blank was, you know, there are some things that we do need to grow on and some things that we do need to change. So I don't need to change this I want to dive in. I want to have these conversations with people. I don't need to change that, but I do need to be aware of the circumstances and when it's not time to dive in and when it's not time to ask the hard questions. Um, and so it's like, what's, it's finding that balance of no, this is me. Like I'm not going to apologize for it, but at the same time I need to, like I have one of my closest friends, she said to me, um, she moved up to Seattle a year ago. And one of the things she said to me, she's like, sometimes I don't answer your phone calls because you ask me all the hard questions and like want to get right into the hard stuff. <laughs> and I was like, I want to avoid that. Okay, okay, understand that. Um, and so it happened like I and I was been aware of it for it's been like six or seven months when she said it to me, and I've been aware of it and like trying to just like you know not ask all the hard questions right away. But we only talk like maybe once a month, and so I realized. I'm like, dude, like, the reason I ask you all these questions is because I haven't talked to you. So, like, I want to know everything that's going on. 
And she was so sweet. She's like, I realized, Steph, that, like, I ask you to change that, but I wasn't putting into perspective that maybe I should just, like, if I know Steph is calling or I have this plan to talk with her, that we're going to go into that. And that's okay because I need people for that, you know? So it takes both sides of absolutely whatever it is. Well, it's like, and that's, like, where I need people, I need to surround myself, too, with, like, people that aren't like necessarily everything is going to be like this titanic level deep conversation Mm -hmm. or like okay we can just like watch a movie and like hang out you Mm -hmm. know like like I feel like that's my relationship like with my husband it's not that we can't have deep conversations but like we more so just enjoy each other's company and like Mm -hmm. play card games together and like laugh and like have our television shows and this and that and like we can go deep when it's time to go deep but like he is not sitting at his desk all day pondering the yeah. questions of the world and yeah. there's God in all of this. And I am. Yeah. And like, you kind of need someone to like level you out, meet you in the middle. Or yeah. like, we would never leave the house. We would just sit and like ponder the universe. Yeah. And, like, you know, we would never get invited to party. Yes. Who wants that, you know? <laughs> exactly. No, I feel the same exact way. I kind of... Because I haven't dated someone for a long time and have no idea where, who my husband's going to be. But I've always wondered mm-hmm. like... What is, how is that balance going to happen? Like, am I going to have someone that's really in tune to their emotions to where they can help me chill out? Or am I going to have someone that has no emotion and like still helps me (laughs) chill out? Like, I really don't know which side of the spectrum. So it's fun to hear like how everyone else's relationships. We'll make make sure they have some emotion. Absolutely. At least know how to express their emotions. Yes. Because like, otherwise that's a train wreck waiting to happen. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um... Okay, so I think one of the things that comes with unapologetically blank is I want, I'm someone that's very, like, tactile. I want to take something away from everything. Um, And you've already kind of given some, but the last question kind of lends itself to this of, like, so what are, is there anything that you would say to your, are you 30 right now? Did you already turn 30? 31, yeah. Oh my gosh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, um. Golden birthday. Yeah. Oh, was it this year then? Yeah, it was. Okay, okay, wow, so fun. Um, so what would you say to your 25-year-old self or 18-year-old self of, like, that kind of, you're now in the future, you now know that you can live unapologetically yourself. What is one kind of takeaway that you could, encouragement that you could give to your past self and someone that could be listening? Yeah, I think that, like, looking back at, like, 18-year-old me, like, before going off to college, like, I would tell that person, like, this whole idea of, like, trying to please other people, like, is never, it's never going to work, and it's never going to lead you into, like, the life you actually want to live. Like, I think that at that time in my life, I was still fueled by, like, fear of what people would think of me if I, if I colored outside the lines, if I went after things, if I was a driven person, if I didn't want to go to the parties, um, and you grow up, and then you're like, it doesn't matter anyway, it doesn't, and, like, the people that succeed are often the ones that just, like, decide to go and blaze their own path, and so I would tell that 18-year-old to just, like, just get started and get moving and try things out and be okay to stand outside the lines because actually like people really admire that. Like Mm -hmm. there are going to be some people that are going to think you're strange or weird, or they're going to like bully you because they wish that like 
they could stand outside of those lines. Mm -hmm. And so like their anger and their bitterness is going to come on to you. But like, you just like, you grow thick skin and you just keep moving forward and you just keep doing it. Cause like eventually you're going to like reach this place, like, and this stride that like only comes from like continuing to show up to like, just be yourself and be unapologetic about it. And like, that's a time where it's like, I'm so glad to be like here and like, 31 and like still relatively young but like to know exactly who I am because mm-hmm. some people are like I didn't figure it out till I was in my 30s or yeah. my 40s and like it's just from saying okay like this is the way that I'm wired this is the way I'm made this is what makes me happy I'm gonna just keep doing it mm-hmm. well and two I, I know that you walked like a big part of your story is depression and walking through that yeah. and I Mine was not as severe as yours, but I wonder if, if like, when you walk through those harder seasons, whether it's depression, whether it's losing someone, what it's just that deep emotional and mental, really, fight and war that you have to go through. I wonder if that then leads itself to really trying to figure out and find who you are, because you're kind of left with nothing at the at the end of it you know and you have to kind of rebuild your way rebuild well and I think too it as hard as those things are like I think they build something inside of you that's like indestructible and unshakable Mm -hmm. and like I very much am who I am because of the things that I've walked through Mm -hmm. um like that I know was a time where like my faith became really real and without that I don't know that I would have the same faith um And so I think it's one of those things where it's like you don't shy away from like the things that look like they can hurt you or the things that like you just kind of want to like find a way to go around something rather than Mm -hmm. go through it Um, because like those have been like the most transformative times for me. Mm -hmm. Like I wouldn't like wish depression on anyone, but I know that it's like it definitely is a part of who I am. Mm -hmm. And like that's where it's like, especially with mental illness, like, I'm always, like, really careful with language of, like, I am not my depression, and, like, my depression does not define me, but, like, it is a very real thing in my life, and it's, like, the reason I make certain choices or the reason I choose to live a certain way, and that's to, like, be the healthiest that I can possibly be, Mm. Um, and so I think that there's a way to, like, identify with that part of your story and without that part of your story becoming the identity. Yeah, exactly, exactly. No, and I think that you have done a really great job of showing, okay, I've overcome this, but it is still a daily thing. It's still a weekly thing. It's still a monthly thing. Like, it may not be as deep and as hard as it was years ago, but I don't know, just being that real and authentic person that is like, hey, I'm still walking this, and there's some days, there's some minutes, but, you know, and this is, here's some ways in which I move forward you know and keep moving forward which is awesome to see because I think actually I saw someone I you know you follow people on Instagram and you're like how did I follow you like I can't remember how I got to you Uh there was someone I saw posted um just like a photo of her sitting in her bed like it wasn't edited anything like that and she was like the thing is is I get paid like social media is how I do life like this is how I make money and she's like, but you guys don't see the real thing sometimes because I'm always doing ads or doing this or that. Um, and she kind of just went on of, she didn't go into detail of what was going on, but just like life happens, all of this. And I really, 
it, I just loved that I got to see that because no matter how many times I say to myself, no matter how many times I say to other people or younger girls, like in my small group and all of that, like, you know what? It's just, it's a highlight reel. It's this or that. Like we still forget. We still think it's real. Absolutely. Like, do. Absolutely. And then I fall into this, like, well, my, like mine is real too. You know, when it's like, I have to think about, no, after I posted that picture, what was I actually doing or thinking, you know, and you don't have to share all that all the time, but it just was, it was cool to see of like, no, I'm still working on these things and it's still hard and yeah, you know, totally just being honest and all of that. So yeah, honestly, Hannah, I have done, well, there's one interview that I had with my close friends for this that went longer just because her and I talked for forever, but these Uh interviews have been going way shorter than I anticipated. And I think selfishly I'm like no I want to keep talking like I want to keep like having conversation but I I may think it's better like it's like to the point straight like saying what we need to say and I don't know so I'm looking at the time I'm like oh my gosh it's only been 30 minutes like I'm confused but (laughs) also feel like we've had a great conversation exactly exactly so thank you so much for being here showing up and being unapologetically yourself Want it, want it any other Anytime, way? Girl. Yes. Anytime. So I will keep following you and keep seeing all the things. Also, you're posting about Canva. I went straight to that and started making all my own little things. So I've loved it. Come on, Canva's the best. Yeah, I love anything that I can get for free. So. Yep. Get it, girl. Okay. Have such a great night. Thank you again for joining us. So good to see you. Good to see you too. And I mean, we'll be in touch. All right. I'll let you know when it's okay. going to go out, and then. If you could share it or whatever, that would be awesome. Perfect. Let's do it. Okay. Awesome. Have a good night. Bye, girl. Bye. All right, guys. So I just felt like I needed to do an outro on this one more because Hannah is awesome and I have admired her and looked up to her for a really long time. And we talked at the beginning of this before I actually cut it out because it wasn't part of the interview but of how she just is really cool at connecting with the people that follow her and I so admire that about her and what makes me even more excited about this new season starting is connecting with more people and so I just wanted to hop on here and be like hey I want to connect with you I want to be friends with you I can't be best friends with everybody because I'm learning that but it doesn't mean that I can't connect with you doesn't mean I can't catch up with you in some way or another hear your heart, hear what's going on in your life. And maybe if you're in California or I'm in your state, wherever you're at, then we could be maybe like friends and grab coffee or something. So just wanted to hop on here and let you guys know you're awesome. Thanks for joining. The next chip chat is going to have our next sponsor. So keep an eye peeled, ear peeled. You're not looking at the podcast. You're hearing it for the next sponsor. And Like I was saying to Hannah, this is a really short podcast, but it's actually great because you guys are getting it short and sweet, and I love it. It's too good to be true, and really, it's it's a good thing. I'm excited. All right, guys, I'll talk to you soon. Have a great rest of your week.